Who, what, when, where, why? Has it been a long week? Do you need a break? Are you stressed? Stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape. I'm Beth Dival. I'm Tatiana Abaro. And I'm Ezekiel Kajakai. And this is Escape Break. Where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward. Trust me, I wish I could. This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us. Welcome in, Escape Breakers. It's Ezekiel Kajikai, and this is Escape Break on the Kajer Express podcast. Today on the show, we have Tatiana Abaro. Hello, hello. And we have Beth Dival. Hi. Welcome in, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited because we're doing a kind of different episode today. We're doing our first, maybe our last, maybe just the first, who knows, film session. So today's episode is all about the movie No Escape Room. Now you might be thinking, what the heck is that? I've never heard of that movie and there's a good reason, but we're going to talk about it all today in the details. If you are someone who doesn't want to get spoiled, Go find this movie and watch it first and then come listen to us. If you just want to hear about a movie you might not really want to watch, just listen to us. We'll tell you all about it. But this is a sci-fi movie. It came out in 2018. I thought it was before that. And we just discovered that it has no rating. When you hear Mm -hmm. a movie's not rated, what do you guys think? Thumbs down. Thumbs down? (laughs) Yeah. True, true. Now, the reason why we're choosing this movie and any future movies we might do for a film session is because it has to do with escape rooms. So this is a movie about escape rooms, and we're going to talk about it, the plot. We're going to talk about weird things that might have happened. Is it realistic? Was it funny? Did it relate to us? All that good stuff. But the general plot of this movie is a father and daughter who maybe are in a phase of life where the daughter doesn't really want any sort of friendship with the father and the dad's just trying to do something for her to get her to like her and be a good dad. Let's just talk about the characters right now. We have Karen, who is the main character, and Karen's dad. I would say those are the two main characters, yeah? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's not her birthday, but they were going to go horseback riding or something and It all went downhill. It was closed. So they end up going to a diner. And the first note here is they hear about the escape room through a newspaper. A newspaper. So current. A newspaper. (laughs) Yeah. Now, newspapers still exist today. But can you guys recall the last time you looked at a newspaper? Mm -mm. Yeah. We talked about (laughs) escape rooms being bad at marketing. Well... In this movie, maybe they are because they're trying to appeal to people in a newspaper. But the other thing that happens is as they're looking at the newspaper, their waitress comes over and they ask the waitress, hey, have you ever heard of this? What kind of happens in this scene, Beth? I She just gets really weird about it. And she's like, oh, don't go there the people that go never come back and then she goes ha 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 just kidding you're gonna have a great time and then so on and so forth she like pushes them to go check it out and she says tell them i sent ya (laughs) which like okay this is like the third time i've seen this movie she's so weird like eventually if you watch it like i just betsy's weird (laughs) yeah betsy the waitress is a little weird Tati, if you were in this situation and your waitress started kind of joking sarcastically with you about this, how would it make you feel? Very uncomfortable. I'm already a scaredy cat, big chicken. <laughs> uh, if someone was like, oh, yeah, it's a spooky room. I'd be like, okay, no, I'm good. Bye. Yeah, yeah. And, and escape rooms in general, we've talked about this quite a few times To someone who's never played an escape room, they do feel that escape rooms are scary all the way around. 
sometimes even dangerous, like maybe we won't come back type of thing where we know that these, this is far off. This is not what escape rooms actually are. But in this movie, they play to that misconception very heavily. Yes. So they get kind of the advice from Betsy to go play, despite it being very sketch. And then they head to this escape room. Now, before we head to the actual escape room itself, Karen, to describe Karen, she's a teenager. I was getting high school vibes. Correct me mm -hmm. if I'm wrong. Yeah. And very rude to her dad oh yeah did yeah. you guys pick up on anything in terms of why she didn't like her dad i was just assuming it was like a, a divorced child kind of family or divorced child of divorced adults or whatever i'm assuming um so yeah i got that vibe that's so too weird yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming she just lives with her mom most of the time. And then she was probably just, just pissy from not being able to go ride horses like the original plan. So I'm sure it was just like bitterness from yeah. the whole day and probably like divorce. They don't really, it, yeah. Like, they don't say it. They don't really say it. They don't really say it. So it's before they like, head to the, the escape room, <laughs> right? Yeah. You got to solve it yourself. Karen heads to the bathroom. She's like adjusting her necklace. And it seems like something is watching her. It's just kind of this scene that happens and they head off to the escape room. So when they get to the escape room, Tati, what was the first thing that kind of came to your mind or questions you had as they arrived? It was in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing around it. There were no signs saying this is the escape room business, like how it normally does. And they just let themselves into this normal looking house. A house. A house. Yeah, it was like a and home. Yes. And nobody, it seemed like nobody was there. They're trying to call out for people to get their attention. And then all of a sudden, we get our first jump scare. Yes. It first got jump me. scare. <laughs> a lady pops out of nowhere, screaming at them for help. And it turns out to be the game master. And so, a blonde lady, game master already acting and we rave about rooms where you just walk in and it starts yes. so that's kind of what happened here then they let up a little bit they get led into kind of a a family room or a waiting room and you find the rest of the cast here in the movie so we have because it's public game because it's a public game mm -hmm. yes because it's a public game so here's here's the cast we have we have melanie and ty melanie and ty seem to be in some sort of a relationship Melanie seems to be the veteran of escape rooms. She like loves them. She's done them before. She's kind of acting a little cool, but also really loves them. Ty seems to be very skittish and doesn't want to be there. He's on his phone talking about work, whatever he has to do. Then we have Andrew, some random dude who's pretty buff, kind of the jock stereotype. And then of course, we have Karen and their dad. So that's the five that we have here. Initial thoughts on the players, Beth. Who kind of stood out to you as this person's going to be the best or this person's sketch? I did write this note specifically. And word for word, it says, Ty is the type of guy I hate in escape room. Dump him. I He's just rude. He's uninterested. It's his girlfriend's birthday. You're so mean. You're so mean. You're going to be like, I'm not going to escape room. All right. All right. Let's see what happens, buddy. All right. Anyways. All right, so um, immediately against Ty. Tati, yeah, what about I got you? Feelings against him. Yes. Yeah, so in my mind, I was like, oh, he's the first one to go. Um, <laughs> but I do like how they added the veteran aspect because it gave a little more background and insight as to what was happening because it seemed like everybody else was pretty brand new except for Melanie. Mm -hmm. So when things were happening and they didn't really know what was going on, it was an easy transition to explain what was happening. Like a normal escape room, signing waivers and seeing a little video before you go into the room, which I got to say, those waivers were fancy. Yeah, they came out on these little scrolls and each person got a little scroll and they read the waiver or, or did they? But there was kind of the, uh, the nod to players never reading the waiver and people just signing it. Can you think of any game where you're a little hesitant to sign the waiver in real life? Probably the arena. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah. For me, it was Murder Co. and Zoe. 
I was hesitant to read those. Like I wanted to read them all the way through, but I also felt a little rushed that I just was signing it. And that's kind of what happened here. They all kind of just look at it and some person just says, oh yeah, these are, these are customary. Just, just sign the waiver. So they all signed the waiver. And then the game master, do you guys remember her name? Josie. Josie. Josie comes out in character and she brings some tea. And you don't really see this a lot in escape rooms in real life. People bringing food to you, of course, with COVID even more so, but they bring out tea for everyone and everyone just agrees to drink it. And in the story, there's a little bit of like thought that this is a hallucinogen or something like that. And it's supposed to make them see things or relax, but they all drink the tea and then they watch the story of the room. Have you guys ever done that before room? Because I have. Drinking hallucinogenic tea? Not a hallucinogenic tea, but <laughs> it was part of the room and the story. Oh. And so the theme was like very hallucinogenic, actually. And it was a lot of bright colors and everything else was dim. But before you go into the room, they put in these cute little like mason jar shot glasses and it was a fun color. They were all Gatorade, but it made it look like, ooh, we're going to drink this drink before we go into this room. And so we all did. And then we went to the room. And of course, we were having like silly moments before. But the owner afterwards, when we got out, he said, yes, if people really want to, I'll give them a shot of alcohol before they go in. But they have to agree to them. They all have to be 21 and over. So I thought, yes, it's not common, but I have done that before. Have I done that with you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember now? I do remember. It's called Head Trip. Yes. At It was Art Hatch. Now it was bought by, oh my gosh, what is their name? I don't know, but they were Clue Avenue. Clue Avenue. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they had the regular version and then they had a alcohol version, which was a little bit extra. Mm -hmm. And you took one shot before. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Good memory, Tati. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> that, that was before me and Tati were actually like, like super close, super yeah. close. Like we were just kind of getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. But we drank that stuff. It was safe. They drank this stuff. It's debatable whether it was safe. Yeah. It like came in steaming. Like it looked not really even, hot. Yeah. Like not even because it looked hot. It like looked sickly. Like, you know, like the evil apple that Snow White eats and it's same vibes. That was like the haunted apple cider. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, given this is a sci-fi horror film, so they are doing some of the classic things you'll see in scary movies, like with sound and camera angles and things like that. So after they drink it, they watch the video about the story of the room. The story of the room generally is there was a house where five people went missing. It's your job to investigate and figure out what happened to these five people and find the five keys to set them free or something like that. That's what I got from it. They didn't really dive too deep into it. But there was some guy named the inventor who maybe was responsible for this chaos. Yeah, that's that's the story to me. Yeah, that's good. I think at that point, it just that point moving forward, it got pretty messy, I think. With the storyline. Yeah. (laughs) It got really uh, just confusing and weird regarding like the inventor and what exactly he was trying to achieve and why and what and who and when. There's a lot of unanswered things. Right. Now, this house was really big. It was, again, you don't find escape rooms in people's houses, but that's what this seemed like. And so, Tati, let's head to the first room of the escape room. Josie takes them there. The door closes. They are told that if they yell awake, they will be taken out. Like, if basically a safe word for some reason. Tati, can you describe the set of the first room and whatever you remember that went on? Yeah, so we. it seemed like it was like an office of his. So there was a desk, a um, some paintings. There was a lot of stuff in this room. And if this was a normal room for an escape room, red herrings would have been all over the place. Yes. Oh my word. They had some interesting decor on the walls that ended up being part of the first room. Mm-hmm. So a few things that I noticed is they were using real fire or light throughout I the know. whole entire escape room. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not a good idea. 
but <laughs> they thought it was a good idea. And another thing was they used the masks twice. So normally you don't see items used twice or for different puzzles, but what they had to do is rearrange masks according to a song and that would open up a frame and behind that was a safe. Mm -hmm. Well, you had to find the black light and those numbers helped you open that safe. I have a question though. When you do that safe, is it four numbers or is it three numbers? Most safes I've interacted with are three. So they had four numbers in that one. They did have four. They did have four. So every part of this movie, as it goes on, we get further and further away from actual puzzles and it starts almost immediately (laughs) so yeah i thought that too one of my favorite lines was when they get the black light and they shine it on the mass they see the numbers one of the characters goes numbers just like (laughs) (laughs) says it out loud like they're amazed (laughs) by numbers so there were there were a lot of moments like that where they were like over excessively saying what was found or doing things like make sure you check the lock, like, you know, and relaying the numbers like that. Yeah. Those things made me laugh. I did like the record player thing to play records, told you a song about the order of the masks. This Andrew guy, the buff guy who kind of doesn't seem like he belongs or wants to be there starts reading about some sort of concoction that's supposed to help like a shaman like see the past or see deep into like people who have passed away he seems to know about that stuff really easily and he mentions that and he's like maybe that's what was in our tea and then or something yeah oh yeah yeah what was the word again ayahuasca ayahuasca Mm -hmm. okay so we're getting educated here too it's a hallucinogenic drug there we go Mm -hmm. seems to know a lot about this the other thing about andrew is he seems to be kind of flirting with karen and andrew is a lot older and karen is in high school to my knowledge in this movie so did that creep anyone else out yeah obviously her dad didn't like it because he would try and get in between them when they were talking or flirting or working on a puzzle together yes yes and not only that, but they were trying to almost make him seem like he was behind everything that was weird. Right. Like, yeah. like maybe he was a plant. And I think, mm-hmm. didn't he? I think he, he even jokes that. about he that. He did jokingly say he he's like, that. He's like, I'm a plant, plant hired by the escape room. And yeah. then they're like, really? And he goes, no. Oh, yeah. But then like, <laughs> as the movie goes on, he keeps dropping all of this like random important information. And everybody's like, where did you pull that from? (laughs) Yeah, so they play into that a little bit and then they also give him moments where it actually does seem like he's played the room before, but we find out later what really happens. So the hallucinogenic tea, we get to Ty. Ty's already freaking out in the first room. He doesn't want to be there. Melanie comes over and says, relax. Don't let this be the same thing that happened at the haunted mansion. Which is at Disneyland. Anyone who's ridden the Haunted Mansion, it's really not that scary at all. But something happened that was embarrassing or he had to be removed. He looks, he gets some sort of mask to look through and he looks down at his hand and it looks like there's bugs like crawling underneath his skin through his veins and he starts freaking out a little bit. So this is where all of a sudden it gets a little bit less like an escape room and more into a horror movie. But immediately he's panicking. What do you guys think happened at the Haunted Mansion? Maybe he like got off the ride in the middle of it. He was like, (laughs) I'm not having this. I mean, that ride does stop a lot. So it does. that could be what happened. I'm imagining that he just stopped right at the elevator. Like as soon as he got in and then everything is start stretching and he's like, that's enough. Bye. <laughs> He's like, I gotta go. Take me out, Walt Disney. Yeah. Poor Ty. Poor Ty. At least from that sense, to be pressured into doing this, even though he's super skittish about these things for whatever reason. Anyways, they get through this room, they head into the next room. Beth, what do you know about the next room? What can you describe? To me, it was another office. Yeah, it was 
I don't even know, an office, a study. It kind of just looked like another seating area. Yeah. It had like a phone in the middle of the room and there were clocks, I think. There were clocks. We had Um, a radio. Yeah. We had a typewriter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, And again, to Tati's point, we had a lot of stuff that would be a red herring. But they start searching around. They start finding things to interact with. So they have one of those kind of fidgety things you can find on some people's desks in the past where you can like put something in it and it leaves the impression like all the little metal pegs kind of come up. And Karen, I believe, puts her hand in it. And over on the other side of the table, her hand kind of like pops up and it gives this illusion. And they're like, oh, this is cool. Like, look at this cool illusion that we've done in the room but then things start getting a little weird they start interacting with a typewriter they start getting a phone call and this phone call kind of changes it so you pick up the phone and imagine you hear your voice if you heard your voice on a phone call in an escape room what would you think tati they're recording my voice somehow and they're playing it back to me yeah somehow they recorded tati's voice they're playing it back In all honesty, that would be super cool if they were able to do that, maybe a little invasive, depending on what they did with the voice after the room, but it'd be super cool. But then the voice says, can I talk to Ty? So Ty comes over and he's scared. He talks to the voice. It's Melanie on the phone and it's telling him to get out while you still can get out while you still can. And she's like crying. Ty pulls the phone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ty pulls the phone off his ear and in the ear, he's like bleeding. There's more maggots and he <sighs> freaks out and he calls awake. He He's the one who's quits first. And so he gets to escape. <laughs> he goes out of a door and we don't see Ty again. This is where it gets less escape rooming. This is like the last puzzle, I think. Right. Uh, this I room the, yeah, had like this one more puzzle. Yes, with but like then the there clock were, and the typewriter. There was the other room in the attic that had like this stuff. Yes, yes. So were, oh, yeah. yeah. So the puzzle oh, go also down. Also, to note, when they say awake, there was a section somewhere in the dialogue when they were explaining how to say it. They were mm-hmm. saying something along the lines of, if you stay awake, you are not prepared to see what is going to happen next. Ah, okay. Say something. So like, we don't know where Ty's at. We don't know where Ty is. He leaves. Melanie's kind of in the the mindset of fine he left me on my birthday i want to finish the room this is awesome production is what she keeps kind of saying is wow this is amazing i've never seen this before which is very naive when you hear what happens so beth you mentioned there's a clock puzzle there's a typewriter puzzle essentially for all the puzzle junkies out there there's a typewriter and all the buttons are mis misarranged they type a word and it transcribes a new phrase to them that mentions something about like five past midnight or something like that. Five so they said five taken away from midnight, which can be interpreted as five minutes taken away from the clock. It could also be interpreted as five people taken away some other way. So they set the clock to 1155. They show this weird cinematic of all the gears and the clock turning and then the clock opens up and they get another key. They got their first key from the puzzle in the first room in the safe. So they got two out of the five keys. They then go and open a door to a closet where they find Josie, an an in-game actor. And Josie's in the in the clothes. She's crying. She's bleeding from the stomach. So it seems with the great makeup and she tells them that the inventor has returned and they need to leave however there's skepticism of whether or not she's actually acting or she's actually been cut in the stomach but they're like wow this is great this is great and then they leave. especially melanie especially melanie melanie insists oh this is this is what they do they're just this is the best escape room i've ever played so cool so cool so cool so tati they head to the next door with the key that they get and they try to open it it doesn't work so they look above the door and there's a little window they shove the smallest person through immediately we start breaking the rules of normal escape rooms climbing 
all the rules about standing on other people. It's all out the window because they throw her over. And then buff guy Andrew and dad take a clock and then try to ram the door down. (laughs) Yeah. So they put Karen over and she's just like going down this hall and she thinks she kind of sees Josie. So she follows her into the darkness and it's like, oh, is that you? Is that you? And just keeps going all the way to the basement, which is like a morgue. I'm sorry. I would not do that. Yeah. I don't know so who in there. Right? Yes. That's, there was a long path to get there. But yeah. once they couldn't figure out. Think about it. Yeah. Once they couldn't figure out where she was, that's when Andrew and her dad started trying to open the door like that. And they couldn't open it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until she got into the morgue and the door closed on its own that it opened their door and then they got to explore the areas that she was in. Yeah. So it was like a purposeful separation of people in the room. If we're talking about this, like a real escape room, those things can kind of happen. One door doesn't open until another door closes. There was a lot of auto locking, which depending on what area area you are in, isn't really allowed unless there's like a safety button. But Again, this is a horror movie, so there was a lot (laughs) of confinement that if a fire were to happen, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. So they're automatically separated. Being the smallest people, all of us really amongst normal humans, we would have been the ones going through the top of that door. Tati, you would have been the one going in and you would have to go off by yourself. I know how you feel about scary rooms, but for the sake of your competitiveness, Mm-hmm. Would you have been able to follow the mysterious shadow figure into the dark hallways of the mansion, into the basement? Not without a weapon. <laughs> so as I've That's mentioned right before, answer. is every time I've had to do something by myself, I always have some kind of object to act as a weapon in front of me if I cannot visually see. So I would have taken something with me and been like, all right, here I come. And I would have been like, super loud swinging that weapon of choice and hope for the best honestly like if I really really had to for the team I would do it I'm proud of you want to no I'm proud of you now the one thing whether you like Karen or not for her attitude she was very brave she made it all the way there she kept going while she's in this basement she starts hearing some noises some shadowy figure starts kind of revealing itself as a shadow And to hide, she puts herself into one of the morgue little pull-out drawers and and just hides there for a good portion of the movie. (laughs) Uh, She happens to be hiding by another or just a dead body, which moves a little bit and starts freaking her out. But she stays there and she just focuses on her breathing. Meanwhile, the three remaining players, we have Melanie, Andrew, and Dad. Anyone catch the dad's name? Why don't I know his name? I don't know. I don't think they gave him a name. I'll look it up really quick. (laughs) Okay. So we have the three of them as Beth looks this up. They, as Tati said, the door unlocks and they start exploring the house. They find themselves in another type of cellar, not where Karen is, with a lot of ripped paper, uh, another, honestly, just an underground office. And there is a lock on a desk. Now, this is a probably one of the final puzzles, a fan blade puzzle where the numbers of the lock are on the fan blades, but the fan is moving so fast you can't see them. So they had to try to figure out how to read the fan blades enough to read the lock. This is where reality kind of goes out the window. They get another key. They move through this frame of a door. Andrew and dad get through. And when Melanie goes through, she seems to loop and come out a door that's still in the same room. So she can't escape the room. She walks through the door. She comes through the same door and just keeps repeating it. Tati. So so the weird part of it is she didn't go with them the first time because the video, the film that they were getting the clues from, Mm -hmm. it showed her just going over and over. And so she was confused because she hadn't done that motion yet. So she stayed behind like, what is happening as the guys had already left and that door auto locked. So you knew at that point, something bad was going to happen to her. And 
sure enough, like you said, it was just a constant loop. And at first she thought it was cool. Like, oh, wow, this is amazing. How are they doing this? And then she starts freaking out when she's like, I can't get out of this room. Yeah. And she tries to escape. She climbs up the ladder to her death. She falls and something pierces her eyeball. Yeah. But so before the, that, the shadow thing is there. Call. Oh, and she yes. finds Ty. So she finds Ty in the basement with her. Ty oh, has, yeah. has been hung. And she freaks out to where she calls Ty. And that's where you hear the voice we hear at the start that's telling Ty to get out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jimmy. In a panic, she climbs up a ladder. The shadow figure is like revealing its claws. <laughs> she falls on a nail back of her head through her eye. And she's dead. So we have two people dead, three people alive, and I think at reality this point, continues to go out the window. I think at this point they realize it's not an escape room, right? Like Melanie was the last believer. Yeah. <laughs> now, now the two dudes are just trying to survive. Karen's trying to survive. Dad's trying to find his daughter. So let's oh. go. Let's go to the two dudes. Tati. Beth. Beth got his name. It's Michael. Michael. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Michael. Michael and Karen. How generic. <laughs> so dad, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael and Andrew are trying to figure out what the heck is going on. They need to find Karen. But they start kind of arguing with each other. And the dad kind of takes Michael by the shirt and pushes up against the wall and says, you're in on this. Tell me what you're doing. And they're just like getting angry with each other. And so they decide to part ways. And which way should we go first? Should we follow Michael or should we follow Andrew? What the fuck was happening with Michael? Yeah, I was going to say, let's go Michael first. <laughs> okay, okay. So I want you, Tati, to describe what happens with Michael. And then I'm going to add some input that I think happens. Okay, so he's just walking around, checking all the doors, trying to find his daughter. And one of the doors is slightly open. So he opens it and he goes into the room. And then it seems like he just comes back out. But as he's coming back out, there are these footprints that weren't there before. And there was also a picture and it was a tree, which we had kind of seen before in some of the little video clips that they were playing. Mm -hmm. And he's staring at it and just staring at it. And he finally gets transported to this frame, this picture frame. And it's outside. There's this like lake in the middle and then the tree. Mm -hmm. and I don't know about you but if I saw somebody's head and it's just their eyeball up staring at me through the water I would definitely turn the other way but somehow this person had a hold on him and he was getting sucked in almost like a siren that's mm -hmm. what it felt like and mm -hmm. she starts kissing his neck hey. and like her whole body emerges starts kissing his neck and he seems to like it because he doesn't move but then we realize like as she's doing this more to him there are chains that appear on him and they start to encapsulate his whole entire body he can't move he's being choked at this point and he just screams so loud and it's attached to this gear that ends up in the middle of the water mm -hmm. and he screams so loud so loud that he's transported back to the house and he's like catching his breath that scene is wild yeah like, i don't even yeah. know how that ties into any <laughs> other part of the movie. i just thought of a theory like as go, you were describing it. it and because earlier we had discussed that it was it seemed like the relationship between daughter and dad were like you know, dad might have been divorced. There's some bitter feelings there. You know, that's based on an assumption. Um, and I had written down the siren temptation chains part. Why? And now I'm thinking like, oh, siren temptation. Maybe this is like his punishment because he might have had an affair. And then that mm. caused the divorce. And then mm -hmm. it's like, that's the the root of his issue with his daughter. And then the escape room is going to do the thing. And then happily ever after not <laughs> yeah 
so in a thousand ways to die this is definitely one of them and there's no real reason why he should have been let free yes. because as tati mentioned there is a mechanical gear under the water and he is like tied in knots with steel chains submerged underwater so if you ever wanted to drown like it's this a great is, way it's a great way now here's what i think and I, I don't have validation on this because unfortunately the movie is not on netflix anymore we watched the movie on sling it's also on hulu to rent if you want to pay to rent it oh wow seven dollars so yes. yeah like if you have sling check it out if you're into doing illegal things don't do them but whatever you can watch it if you want to it's a very short movie. I think it's like an hour 25. But yeah, it's really short. We watched this movie in New Orleans. And so we all went there. Ron was the one who told us about this movie. And at the time it was on Netflix. Of course it was Ron. So here we Thank are <laughs> in New Orleans at our Airbnb at night. Ron and I start watching it. Beth joins. And I think Chati joined like maybe halfway through the movie. Yeah. I think... In the actual version of the movie, the lady that comes out of the water has some lines with this Michael guy about being the ex. And it was cut out of the version we watched on Sling because we watched it as if it were on like the sci-fi channel. Yeah, uh -huh. And there were these weird cutaways of like, oh, here's a commercial. Here's a commercial. I almost remember that there were extra lines in the Netflix version that it was like, this is a vision of your ex-wife. Let's get back together. Let's save our relationship. And that's why he keeps coming towards the water. Do you remember that at all? No. Beth? What? Do you remember I mean, that? Like vaguely. I feel like I do remember there being more in that scene, but I yeah. didn't remember like dialogue. Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I remembered that scene being a lot longer and not as much action like I remember there being a little yeah. bit more of like there was some sort of like connection there that was a little quieter than all of the the crazy action that was happening in the yeah so the only way to really figure this out is if we found the real transcript of the movie but we went to New Orleans a year ago from when this is being released here in May so who knows that would the only that's the only thing that would make sense to me because as you all felt it was such a weird out of place scene that ended so strangely with no context. Yeah. Spoiler. Most people die. That should have been when he dies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So Michael survives with a scream. Now let's head to the other split of this half, which was Andrew. Andrew finds his way to the basement where Karen is and Karen's still in this morgue cellar next to this dead body that's slowly moving and she's freaking out she gets somewhat saved by the presence of andrew and now they're together and they're trying to figure out what the heck's going on who's alive and we actually get a little bit of detail here to another puzzle they're searching around the examination table they find some autopsy papers that reference the inventors work and you see a person and there's this message about i don't know the key being inside and then like foreign point, object in the stomach a foreign object in the stomach yes and so karen kind of keeps that to herself and then we get a trope we get a trope of an escape room which is here's a toilet you have to find what's in the toilet by sticking your hand inside mm -hmm. what's the first room you've played beth where you had to interact with a toilet for a key or for a puzzle? The basement. Okay, so the basement <laughs> chapter one. Tati, can you think yeah. of any other rooms where you have to interact with the toilet for a puzzle? I can't remember, but I want to say it was Trap's jailbreak when they had it. Oh, wow. Yes. What a throwback. <laughs> okay, so I can think of not the first one I played, but just to add to the mix of toilet puzzle rooms, asylum in New Orleans at 13th gate. There's a toilet Exit there. Game OC. Exit game OC has a toilet. A toilet, a is, toilet. is no stranger <laughs> to escape rooms. And the the fact of sticking your hand in the toilet to see what's in there is very common. So they brought this to the movie. She makes Andrew do it first. He pulls out a hand, freaks out, the hand falls back in. 
Karen says, never mind, I will do it. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. (laughs) Sticks her hand in and grabs what we find to be another key. They then open up kind of a weird crawling sewage like vent looking thing that turns into an air vent. It looks like a sewer opening and then it turns into what looks like an air vent. They start (laughs) crawling through and Andrew is the next to go. So what happened? (laughs) They're crawling. Karen's going first. Andrew's behind. They're just joking a little bit to try to lighten the mood. Andrew gets pulled from his ankles. And then all you see is blood coming out like the sewer gate. And as Beth is freaking out right now, what happened? We we don't know. Who, what, when, where, why? None of those things answered. Yes, Tati, that is the most logical thing of this very (laughs) haphazard movie is the inventor pulled him, cut him up and and maybe ate him. Who knows? Who knows? Like, and it was it was like a waterfall of blood. I'm like, what? It was a lot of blood. It was. Yeah, it was a lot of blood. So you go through the fan vent like what? Yeah, it it was like they went through, not that I know what it's like to go through a fan vent, but like it gives the illusion that like something shredded him up. Mm -hmm. So he's gone. I ended my notes there. I literally was like, what killed the last guy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I ended it. Here's the truth is you ended your notes there. The movie's almost over because Mm -hmm. Karen finds herself in the room with the fan and the, like the hanging sheets and she finds dead people. She finds Melanie dead. The dad who just escaped the lake, weird trippy thing, finds himself back into that room. Here's Karen's voice and finds Ty hung and then they find each other. So here they are back into that room. They're reunited, a little bit of relief there from the father, but then they notice that the lock on the desk is locked again. And the dad goes, wait a sec, we unlocked this. He looks at the fan, stops the fan blades, and all of a sudden they've done something that has been repeated. And they find themselves in this weird loop of the room. So they're back in room one. Ty makes an appearance and he's alive, even though they saw him hung. And then some really comically black figure, which just could have been anybody just... (laughs) put all your black clothes on, put a beanie over your head, hops out and grabs Ty and like takes him into a closet. <laughs> Did you guys notice that at all? Yeah. Like, I remembered it from the first time I watched it because he literally is like, <laughs> like... And the weird part is they're trying to get his attention, but he cannot hear them or see them. Yeah. They see what happens to him after he left the room from the beginning of the movie. Yes. So... Then they realize, okay, we have to redo all of this to get out. So then it's this montage of them doing the same puzzles again, going to the same rooms. And then ultimately, they have to go see dead Josie again. Yes. And they had to change some of the puzzle answers too. Because just the one, just the. Oh, right. It was just, just the one clock. of them. Because of the. Yeah. Right. So it was no longer five taken alive. Mm-hmm. it was two so they had a slightly changing puzzle depending on the people in the room as tati said they find josie but this time they know josie's actually not a game master the dad has to stick his hand in the stomach and grab what is presumably the final key this key allows them to escape and win the room and then they're taken into this weird portal, and then they're in the bathroom at the diner. Okay, so if you guys remember, we started at a diner, newspaper, escape room, et cetera. They're in the bathroom stall, both dad and Karen, sorry, Michael and Karen. And they're peeking out the little slit in the bathroom door and they see Karen. So Karen sees Karen. Why? She's adjusting her (laughs) necklace. It's super creepy. Then Karen exits and the dad and other Karen exit and they run to their car. They see a note on the car that says, hey, your car is fixed. It was actually super simple. 
They get in the car and they think they escape. And then there's this slow pan to the glove box and it has like a lock on it, like an escape room lock. And then there's a slow pan to the ignition and there's like a crazy old school keyhole. And then the movie is over. What? (laughs) Without an explanation of anything, the movie is over. It was without like a second movie. without a surprised. second movie, it was it was like the writers somehow got the budget to do this and produce it and display it. And then they just gave up for all the people that like mystery movies, detective movies, figuring out what really happened as you're watching this for the first time. You think, OK, maybe this, maybe that, maybe this person's involved. You get no answers. Nope. Nothing is concrete. Do you Which, think they intended to make a second movie? And so they're like, yeah, this would be a great cliffhanger for the next one. And then they didn't get funding and they're like, well, there's that. I totally think they meant to make a second movie. <laughs> I thought they were like, yes, that clock feature when we zoomed in and then everything was moving really cool. We spent our whole budget on it and it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, I I would only hope that that was the goal because it had no resolution and that really left me feeling let down. I was like, there's got to be, there's got to be an answer, some explanation, even if it was magic involved, no plot resolution whatsoever. And that I think is the overarching theme of this movie (laughs) is half baked ideas that just fizzle, whether it's some Mm -hmm. of the puzzles whether it's the overall storyline, whether it's who's who or how people are looping in time, that was the movie. Honestly, if there was a second movie or if they did follow up with it, like I I probably would watch it because I'm really curious to know what happened to Michael and Karen. I'm really curious. Like, do we get do do they go home? Do they have to go back through the house again? Do they go to another house? Is there a neighbor that's crazy? Like, what's next? Is it paranormal magic? What is that? Endless possibilities. Yeah. It, Tati, what was your interpretation of the end? Like if the movie were to continue, what would have happened next? I, it would have been like no escaping car. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I think it would have started there and then they would have tried to drive away somehow, mm-hmm. some way. And then they can, I think two ways. Either it'll only, like, the car has a mind of its own or it was programmed by the sadistic person Mm -hmm. and it could only go into the next place wherever they have to escape. Okay. Or they try to escape, but it's like that weird portal thing that Melanie went through. Yeah. So, like, they couldn't move away from that town unless they did some kind of task. So, I don't know. There's, like, they left it really open-ended, which is cool for them if they had, like, a second movie, but... Mm-hmm. honestly yeah there was really no story <laughs> <laughs> so it's up to you if you want to watch this movie to hear what we're talking about the only benefit is it's super short it is kind of funny in a sense there are a lot of moments where you can laugh if you really love escape rooms but if you're looking for a quality movie i'm not recommending it for quality i'm recommending it for just like a stupid thing to do with your friends to laugh about escape rooms Yes. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was going to say earlier, I wanted to add that I couldn't stand the amount of time she said dad. And the <laughs> way she did it, it was like, you would talk dad. to him and be like, dad, what dad? She was no rude. dad. And, but it was like, do you have to say dad every single time you have a sentence interacting with him? I mean, it was enough that I thought his name was dad. <laughs> Honestly, Yes. <laughs> Like, I did not hear Michael in that movie at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could recommend anything for someone to watch, what would you recommend for people to watch if they like escape rooms for something just lightly escape room related? It's more mystery than it is escape room related, but I recommend Glass Onion. Okay. It has like a great just mystery factor where you can kind of follow through on your own and try and figure out who the killer is or what's going to happen who done it and all that it makes me feel like i'm going through like an escape room and i'm like going through it with them nice nice tati any recommendations one of the popular ones that i know of is the big bang theory they do like a science themed one because they're all science nerds 
Um, but also there was, and I can't remember what the name of it, but it was a charity event that was held for Red Nose Day by Jack Black. Yes. And they had some celebrities that did an escape room and it's just lighthearted fun and it's just a good watch and you just see them kind of struggle and enjoy the nostalgia because they did like an era themed Mm -hmm. um, escape room journey for them. And it was all for a good cause. So they were just having a blast. I like that one. That's a, that's a fun, quick watch. That was called Celebrity Escape Room. And oh, then, perfect. Yeah, Jack Black called himself the, the ultimate game master. Yes. He is. Or, he yeah, I was going to say, he's pretty fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a little bit more of a gruesome side, there's a series called Alice in Borderland. Oh. And there are a lot of like puzzle-like or cognitive scenarios where if you imagine, how do I win this game? And what I like about Alice in Borderland is there is a way to win if you think the right way and it's something you might not really guess it is very gory there's a lot of death and suicide and things like that so not for the faint of heart but that's what i would recommend it's also a series so you got to invest into the two seasons that there are but that's going to conclude our film session of no escape room guys thanks for watching with me and I hope I get to see you again. So don't play any escape rooms when you're going to die or anything like that. No promises. It's up to them, not me. Guys, come on. <laughs> I'll only get my future escape rooms from newspapers from now on. Hey, Kai, guess what? No, don't say it. I need more time. Uh, break time is just about over. But Tati, what if they want more? They can tune into the next episode. Next episode? Of course. There's so many more escape adventures to share. Well, what can they do between now and then? They can like us on social media. Share this episode? Yes, absolutely. And what if they are new to the show? Then I think they should go back and listen to all the great episodes. Awesome. And don't forget to send in your questions to us. And be sure to tune in soon for your next escape break.